This is where the gaslighting gets really good. My nickname around these parts is dead weight. I haven't been considering scissor. I'm prepared to travel in time. We were deep into an Adam Sandler rabbit hole in this podcast. How did that happen? A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And I have a new favorite as of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Jason Bowers. What? can i say about this movie i so much i i uh, they have outdone themselves it's just what the doctor ordered they have outdone themselves (laughs) i see you did there kurt (laughs) yeah this is this is the name of the movie just what the doctor ordered starring eric roberts on lifetime and you think that that's enough you think that like okay it it, we know it's gonna be good we know it's gonna be trashy but wow well this is Eric Roberts. This is his Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Right. His 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 burning bed. Remember when Farrah Fawcett did the burning mm-hmm. bed? Mm-hmm. His, yeah. his, his his monster's ball. <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, is like Eric Roberts, you know, we, we joke because he does literally anything he's offered, uh, but he does good work along the way. Like he was fantastic in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was well suited for him. So I, I have oh a I have a really unbelievably wild fact about this, which I don't think you two know, and we'll get into that when we start breaking down the movie. I don't want to ruin re- it just yet. That's a tease. And, it's okay. coming up real soon, though. I and I wait. know that you told us. I know that you sent a message like, "Don't look ahead" or "Don't look up." I, uh, yeah, I said, "Don't research this movie until after you watch it." Okay. okay. It's because of the this fact, which is. Kind of a widely known fact, apparently, but uh, oh, well, maybe I'd, something I, I didn't I know until after I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, oh. did not know that." Now, now, we let, well, let's hurry up and oh, talk about Black China. Wait. Oh, so we'll get into this. this. I got a little Black China news. Oh, yeah. Let's ask the question. Oh, do you have any Black China news? Because we need to get into these these factoids. Oh, I'm gonna hit the thing again. Here we go. Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. Black China report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. From DailyMail.com, a reliable source. This was uh, last March. It's April now. A British mother has been left stunned after her weight loss photos were stolen by a diet gummy brand and promoted in a post by reality TV star Black China. Nancy Fall Himmy, 31, from Buckhurst Hill, Essex, has documented her her uh, weight loss journey on Instagram, revealing how she went gastric bypass surgery before having a procedure to remove excess skin. She was shocked after spotting a before and after snap originally posted on her, on her account in July 2020, being used by weight loss gummy brand Beauty by Moss in an Instagram post shared by Black China, who has more than 16 million followers. <laughs> the influencer accused the company of tricking people and added in a caption, lies, Black China, disgraceful. I want you all to know I think this is disgusting. Do not believe what these celebrities post linked to one of the most famous families in the world and with over 16 million followers you really should be ashamed black china and beauty by moss have been contacted for comment that kind of goes on and on but that's pretty much the gist of this story so is this so like, like black china by proxy almost well yeah. there, 
There wasn't really any uh, Black China news. There was kind of a, a rehash story of what I did last week. It's been slow. Her publicist needs to get on the ball here. Well, okay, so question. So then Black China didn't steal the pictures. Black China is just affiliated with the company. She reposted something. She, she, she reposted it, and this woman, it's, it misrepresents this woman. The, I, what I imagine happened here, allegedly, is that the, the brand used this woman's photo. Right. Black China is probably getting money from right. the brand, so she reposted. So that's Got how she's associated it. with this. That's well, my Black guess. Black China's innocent. She's innocent. Mm, not necessarily. Mm. Well, she's not. Know. She's not directly guilty, but she might not be uh, innocent here either. Right. Uh, well, this woman, Nancy, she says, Nancy continued, it's so damaging, not only that I run a brand myself through my Instagram and with someone as huge as that claiming that I lost weight in a way that I teach people about, you were also damaging my brand and who I am. So this Nancy know, is really pissed. Well, you know, her. Black, you know, Black, if you want to tell your side of the story, you are more than welcome to come on this podcast. Yes, I agree. Oh, well, of course. Okay, so I'm still because you know how I'm on Clubhouse. Uh-huh. I'm still trying to meet Black China because Black China is on Clubhouse and Black China runs Clubhouse rooms. And so, and like focusing, I said, yeah. it is my goal by December of 2021 to have met and spoken to Black China. Okay, let's make it happen. So, yeah, maybe yeah. she's focusing on that. She needs to get in some outfits and go out and give out goodie bags or do something because it's been slow in the news. Right. And, and yeah. like all and, and her rooms all talk about being like being an entrepreneur, which she is, uh-huh. which, which she is. Um, OK, well, do you want to get into this movie? Yes. I, and now I'm ready to tell you the the, the oh, good. Unbelievably okay. wild yet widely known fact about this movie. This uh, just what the doctor ordered from Lifetime yeah. starring Eric Roberts. Are you okay. aware that this is a series no, I, wait, what? A series of movies. Would you believe, and you should because it's true, that this is the fifth one of these movies? And wait. Eric Roberts is, yeah. is the star of yeah. all the movies? Yeah, the other what? movies are all, all share the naming scheme of uh, Stalked by My Doctor and then, like, you know, subtitle. This is the first one that veered from that, that franchise name. But this is the fifth one in a series. So he's been playing this character for a while. Wait a well, minute. So there, so there's a Doctor Cinematic Universe. Yes, out there. which we, I like. We need to watch every single one of them after seeing this movie immediately. Well, I will it's say not, it's, that it's, it, I, I was suspicious of such a thing because at the end of the movie, didn't make any sense. It was like so out of context. Of this, there must be a wider context to this. Yeah, and there were well, when I the yeah. reason I told you not to look that up before you watch the movie is because I found out afterwards, and I'm like, oh, it sort of justifies certain things that happened in the movie that seemed to be like. Not necessarily way too convenient, but but almost like the audience would have needed to know this a little bit if they're not paying right, that close right. of attention. Yeah. Yeah. So five of these movies. This movie was wow. the most insane movie we have ever watched for this podcast. Full stop. Right. And then the end, without giving the end. Well, I that's would, what I'm saying. Yeah. I oh, was the like, very end. wait. Well, well, that and then the yeah. leading up, leading okay. up to the end, the event that happened that I was like, "Wait, what? <laughs> he did it!" 
Which yeah, we'll yeah. get to. Well, that too. But that, my favorite moment of the movie involves the mom from the movie and mm-hmm. and a detective. Yeah, there's a there's oh, okay. a yeah. there's a visual a visual. It's kind of actually kind of a gag on purpose, but it's a Gale. it's a it's a fun visual <laughs> moment Gale. in the movie that I was like, okay, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, the Gale, was, the detective. Yeah, there was I, I was just laughing my ass off at one one part in this movie. It was oh just, my god! It was <laughs> talking about leaning into the crazy. Oh, oh yeah, this aired <laughs> this aired while the Oscars were on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this, this should have won the Oscar. This was better than the Oscars. I watched the Oscar. <laughs> Way more riveted by this than the Oscars. Oh my god. Okay, well let's let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So we see Atlanta. We okay, see good. At- <laughs> I, I don't think we've ever had a movie in Atlanta. We have. Before. We've uh, uh the uh the the um the remake of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I that's think, right. yeah, I th- like. I think Lifetime does like one or two of those a year, and yeah, one or two movies in Atlanta every year. Yeah, but they it, it was kind of cool because they totally featured. I was like, oh my god, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then we see a cul-de-sac, and then we hear a news report about an institution that burned down. And some of their inmates escaped. So we already know. We I love the fact that Lifetime, we they, it's already set up. We know. We know mm-hmm. it's going to be an inmate. And go. Well, th- that moment was one of the first moments where I'm like, they didn't, they, they called it a mental hospital. But the next sentence, they referred to inmates missing. And I'm like, well, you would only know it was a prison hospital. If if that were somehow established in another place, and, and then so the movie started, you know, this mother and daughter are moving into this new house. It's a creepy house. It's it's. I love. I personally love I like Victorian house. houses. Mm-hmm. Like I love them. Like if I ever can afford to buy a Victorian house, I will buy a Victorian house. Like there's, there are neighborhoods here in LA with Victorian mm-hmm. houses. I would definitely buy one. I think that we've seen this house before. This might've been the house in Pride and Prejudice Atlanta. Probably. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably was. I liked the house. I thought, yeah. I thought it was cool. It's gorgeous. And, and so, and then we instantly see someone, we see a mother and daughter driving up and we see someone looking out of the window so there's no pretense we they're being stalked we know it mm-hmm. <laughs> well he we lives there it. eric roberts we, he lives in the empty house well the house is fully furnished actually mm-hmm. is it staged i i i don't know they, they never they boxes. never said but it did really it did seem like they had no real effort into in moving into that house it was already basically done right right I mean, is it staged? What, did they stage it for selling the house and the people just bought the furniture that was used for the staging? I don't know. I believe you can actually do that. Yeah, no, yeah. you can do it. It's, it's more expensive. Yeah. It's more expensive, okay. but you can buy everything. You, you can buy a house as is. Yeah. And Eric Roberts was living up, up in the attic of this house that was, that was up for sale. Right. So I got a little worried at this point. Oh, because wow. you know how I'm big on sticking to the tropes. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I was like, "Uh oh, we didn't have a cold open. This is not going to fare well." Didn't need one. I was, I was, I was proven wrong. 
<laughs> I was. I will admit it. I was proven wrong immediately. I would imagine this didn't need a cold open as it is a continuation of Eric Roberts' right. story. Yeah. So right. I wonder what happened in the last movie. He was in this mental institution, or uh, yeah, wow. he got put in the institution. I read a oh, quick synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. By the way, do yeah. we say the name of this movie? It's uh, just what the doctor ordered. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just what the doctor ordered. Okay. So then we go into the trope of, you know, a mother and daughter are moving to a new neighborhood. The daughter is pissed about it. But the mom says that they needed a fresh start. So it wasn't a new town. It was just a new neighborhood. It was a new part of town, which is so so, the idea of a fresh start. But like the only thing that we're changing is this house. Right. Hey, hey, dad's dead. Let's move into a bigger, emptier house than the one we had when he was alive. Yeah, great. And and so, so the girl, you know, the girl had a bad attitude about it, but the mom was like, well, at least he'll be closer to school. So I kind of like that element of it that it took out the whole her being a new kid, Mm -hmm. her having to readjust to the school. She was just readjusting to a house. So, so, so the girl, Alex, you know, is moving a box into the house. She goes into the house. She hears a noise. She goes upstairs anyway, which I'm like, why do you guys do that? You hear a noise. Don't don't go upstairs. (laughs) But you hear a creepy noise. You're by yourself. Well, did she hear the creepy noise? She heard walking. Yeah, because she heard walking upstairs. Did she hear (laughs) that or did we, the audience, hear that? No, she did. Okay. Because remember, she looked. Because she heard someone walking. Because he was in the attic. Yeah, he he lived up there. Yeah. Yeah, and so she heard walking, and she heard like a like a floorboard, but she like walked up there anyway. And and so then she goes upstairs, and then we see an eye looking (laughs) through the slats in the floor. I wasn't sure what what, where he was looking out of because they just kept showing this close up of an eye. Oh, he was, was like, looking through like the, the the heating and cooling vent. The there was like a ceiling thing. I saw yeah. that like later on in the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's for the AC. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but but I like how they just showed they showed an eye, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> what is going? I I do think it's funny yeah. in any movie or TV show where they have somebody like looking through the vents or whatever. If you were where the vent actually is, it wouldn't be that sturdy to with to hold your weight especially where he yeah. was it looked like it was the intake uh thing for for air conditioning so not even like a not even the the actual like metal uh you know thing pushing the air out into the room right yeah and he's a sturdy a, yes yeah. and he's a man like he's a, he's like normal height yeah so <laughs> it wouldn't be able to hold his weight mm-hmm. you know he's normal height and normal weight but it's you know it it's not light, so he's pretty heavy-handed. I think he would fall through, you know. So, so I, I, I then, realize that he wasn't well. Like this character, you know. The, we qu- quickly learn that this, you know, he's one of the inmates from the mental institution. But well, I thought it was so funny that like these people, like he's been staying in this abandoned house. That makes sense. But then when the people are moving yeah. in, he just decides to keep on living in the attic instead of like well, I should probably go somewhere else and live. Yeah. Yeah, but he could also, if he has the house to himself, why does he live in the attic? I guess whenever the, the real stage comes by and shows someone the house, he has to run up in the attic. So well, he just stay there. 
It's supposed to be an empty house, so you can't exact. And, and, it, and it looked like the neighbors were pretty nosy. So you couldn't yeah, exactly okay. go down and turn the lights on and stuff because then the neighbors would kind of wonder. Yeah, that's true. He's got to stay in a dark attic. So then, of course, we have the obligatory, the girl brings out her family picture with the dead dad and the mom. I see and, dead people. Right. And she and so she puts it on her she puts it on her nightstand and then she brings out a jewelry box. A creepy heart shaped jewelry box, it should be noted. Yes. Heart shaped. <laughs> yes. A music box. And so then we hear the creepy music. We hear the No, we don't. <laughs> we don't hear the creepy music. It, oh, no. it didn't work. Oh, that's right. We hear the crew. We hear the footsteps, and then the daughter tells her mom. It's her mom, and the daughter tells her mom, "This house is creepy." I just saw creepy. I wrote creepy down. Yeah. So the the daughter told the mom that the house was creepy, mm-hmm. and the daughter was scared. And so the daughter, like, it looked initially like she was going to have like an asthma attack or something, because mm-hmm. like she got startled, and then she kind of started breathing a little heavy. And so, yeah, I just, I thought she had asthma or something. Yeah. Um, so then the, the daughter, you know, is, you know, mom, why did we have to move? Blah, da, da, da. The mom is like, you know, we're, we just, we, we I want to have a fresh start. And then Eric is watching the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then later that night. Well, <laughs> Eric Roberts, while he's watching the whole thing, this is his first little nibbling at the scenery. Before he starts to really chew it, this is he goes to himself. Guess I'm moving out, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much of this movie he improved. I, I, I they move pretty quick on this, right? Yeah, you know, I don't, we, we I don't think Thomas, I, I don't, I, I think they gave him a script on this. Yeah, so, I don't so think they had so, to give him much direction, though. I think he, they just right. like wound him up and let him go. Like, okay, Eric, yeah. just go. Right. We'll take multiple takes. We'll pick the best one. So, so, the, so that night, she's sleeping, and he goes down to her room, and then he, like, is, like, he kisses her, and then he's, like, I'm a doctor, and he's a surgeon, I, need, yeah. I need someone to love me. And then... She starts talking to him like, oh, my gosh, a doctor, I love you. But then we realize it's just a fantasy, and he didn't do any right. of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, he just casually walks around the house. And... Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> he so never really he... changes his composure. He's just kind of relaxed, walking around. Yeah. Um, so, so then, so the next day, <laughs> her boyfriend shows up to pick her up. Scott. And, and once again, like, there's something wrong with her breathing. And it looks, you know. Well, she, uh, she just, was uh, taken aback by how hot her boyfriend was. Right. He was hot, mm-hmm. Scott. Mm-hmm. Is Eric Roberts handsome? He's oh. handsome. He was, uh, you know, I probably would have been into him when he was younger. But yeah, now, like, like he's 20, 20, 30 years ago. And it's, it's also like Eric Roberts plays creepy a little too well. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. a little bit too believable when he's playing a creepy guy that I'm just like, you might actually be creepy. Yeah, because this was like okay. creepy. He does, you know what though? He does have sort of a swagger, you know. Oh yeah, he he does have. I guess I could try to make this 
PG-13. He does have big D energy. Yeah. Well, he's also got, like, he's got charm. He's got genuine charm. But you could be charming and creepy simultaneously. They're not exclusive. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that in real life. Right. Um... So yeah, so he's just yeah, so he's just like walking around the house. <laughs> oh yeah, why not? He lives there. <laughs> and then um, he's like making a smoothie, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Does he get mail there? Probably <laughs> mail, phone calls, <laughs> Amazon packages are showing up. Yeah, showing up on the Wi-Fi. He's like so banging then- on the bathroom door, like, "Hey guys, get out! Come on, I gotta get ready." <laughs> right. So, so then, so then she's talking to her. Alex is talking to her boyfriend on Zoom, and but then she and once again she's like, "Oh my god, you know, Scott, this house is creepy." And then she hears noises again. Yeah. And then she goes downstairs, and then she starts having chest pains, like she starts having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And she's what, like seventeen, sixteen, yeah. and then she passes out. And then Eric goes to help her. He calls 911. He then, you know, he calls 911 and then he's like, hi, you know, you need to come to this address. There's someone who needs your help. And then hangs up the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's careful not to sound like a doctor. Like he almost says she's under cardiac arrest. Yeah, he almost right. gives like detailed information about what's going on. And then he like he backpedals and tries to dumb it down. Right. What I don't understand is why didn't he just like call nine one one and not say anything? Just like leave it on nine. Wouldn't they like track it and come to the house anyway? Yeah, because if, yeah. if you call nine one one, if you got if you dial nine one one and don't hang up the phone, they'll show up at your house. Oh yeah, but who will show up? Nine one one, like probably an ambulance. Uh, an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, or even okay, if you dial nine one one. And you leave the phone off the hook for a few minutes and hang up and hang up. They still will show up at your house. Mm-hmm. I heard so, a news story. This this wasn't this is that's the kind of truth. A dog called nine one one for someone one time, and there's a recording of the call. Like the, the dog, there was like an automatic button. The dog like pressed it. Like nine one one, can I help you? Was her name Lassie? No, I don't know. People came. I thought this was great. <laughs> the phone call came from with, within a well. <laughs> right. Leslie so was him. always saving people in a well. There are a lot of wells in that town. Timmy. Timmy. It was from the it was from the set of Turner and Hooch, actually. It was, oh, it was yeah. an emergency. Yeah. Okay. We joke, but they're remaking that show that movie as a, a series for Disney Plus. Really? Are they doing that? Okay. Oh good. That was topical. Yeah. So Eric <laughs> so we're at the hospital. Eric puts on a doctor's uniform. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did, you know, did you notice he walks a little weird, Eric Roberts? Yeah, yeah. I know. He, apparently, like he had like a he, limp. Yeah, he had some kind of like hip surgery yeah. uh, a couple couple years ago. Yeah, I figured I, it was either yeah. so, like an actual medical thing with him or or it was for the character, but I thought it was no. for him. It seemed real. <laughs> I yeah, thought it was him. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, so then he puts on a doctor's uniform, but then he sees Maggie, the mom, in the hall, so he kind of hides out. Um, and then we find out that Alex needs a pacemaker because she has the same congenital defect that her dad has. I see dead people. And not only 
does she have a pacemaker? She needs a heart transplant. Mm-hmm. Well, she's up to create because she has a rare, she's a rare blood type. And yet we seem to find plenty of people who have this blood type throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. So, so, then, <laughs> so then Eric overhears everything, right? And then her boyfriend, Scott, cute Scott, shows up. And she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you, Scott. And Scott's like, what? And she's like, well, 911 said a man called. And Scott's like, well, it wasn't me. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so then we find out that they need to hire an at-home nurse. Well, before we yeah. find that out, the doctor <laughs> in the hospital room, like when they're trying to figure out, well, who would have called? The doctor just chalks it up to maybe somebody heard your screams for help and called. Like if somebody heard your screams for help and they were concerned enough where they called an ambulance for you, wouldn't that person also be concerned enough to wait there until the ambulance arrived to make sure that you got into said ambulance? Right, or at least leave the door open. Yeah. They were in a hurry. But but Eric is up to all kinds of shenanigans. He steals a flash drive, yeah. which I don't – I'm not entirely sure what – oh, I think I, I think I know what he uses that for. He I used think. that when he, when he was looking up uh, potential heart transplant people uh, okay. that yeah. had a matching blood type. Because he's lurking. He's lurking. <laughs> when he was using it like later in the movie, it says on the screen really large, like, confidential information. Right. He's lurking around. He, he, yeah, he hears the information that they're, they're going to have to hire the, <laughs> the at-home nurse. He's standing right outside the door. And then he steals flowers, too. Mm-hmm. And so yep. then, once again, Alex is sleeping, and he goes and he starts talking to her. And he's like, you know, Alex, this is meant to be. I'll get you the heart you need myself. And so then he gets the nurse's information who's supposed to be taking care of her. And mm-hmm. he shows up at the nurse's house. And Chris he goes, in, he yeah. goes into her, Chris McCoy, who's a woman. Yeah. And he goes in the house. And you know what? You know why this didn't go smoothly for him? Because he did not have chloroform. Oh, yeah, no. true. He, he instead had a syringe. Right. And he was going to like, give her a shot with this syringe. But then Chris turns around and he's like, is your name Chris? And she's like, what the hell are you doing in my house? <laughs> well, he's holding this needle up. Right. Like he's getting ready yeah. to stab her with a big smile on his face. <laughs> and then Chris, Chris fights back and she's actually pretty good. Oh yeah. She like almost <laughs> knocked the shit out of him. Yeah. Right. Well, his, his contingency plan was he, he's staying there with the needle and she goes, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I'm, I'm actually here from the hospital. I'm your replacement. <laughs> just, right. just to throw that out there. It was a Hail Mary pass. See if that would work. So then Chris fights back, but then he knocks her down the stairs. <laughs> and then he looks at her at the bottom of the stairs. He's like, you did this to yourself. But did you hear what he said? Because I, I like that scene what? so much. I watched it like three times. When she what? falls down the steps, she bangs her head against <laughs> her head against the wall. Eric Roberts goes, ouch. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then he's, got, he's down there. He's dead. But then he looks in the living room and sees like someone sitting in a chair. Yeah, a blonde like, oh, woman. Shit. Uh, this, yeah. this was the most amazing 
reveal of any piece of information in a, a movie that we've ever watched. Possibly a, you, any movie that I've ever watched. Because he was like, oh, shit. And the person sitting there, like, blonde, yeah, blonde woman. And he's I guess like, deaf. oh, no. And so <laughs> he has a syringe. And he goes walking up. And he goes, and he's just walking closer and closer to the chair. I'm a friend of Chris's. He, <laughs> then he gets to the chair, and it's a CPR dummy with a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not the last we see of this CPR dummy either. No, this no, CPR no. dummy becomes very important in this movie. Right. Well, he moves into that house now. Now he starts living in that house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With a dummy. Who he calls a dummy. He goes, oh, you dummy. Yeah. (laughs) So so then um, we're back at Alex's house, Alex and Maggie. Alex Alex has to have a special hospital bed. And then, um, you know, she's kind of bummed about it. But her mom's like, you know, it's going to be fine. We're going to, you know. We're going to get to help. So then Eric shows up, but he's pretending to be the nurse, Chris. And Maggie was kind of taken aback because Maggie was like, oh, because she thought that Chris was going to be a woman. No, I think she was surprised because he said, um, oh, you must be surprised, you know, someone my age doing this or something like that. Well, I didn't oh. know if, I didn't so know if she was age surprised. shamed him. I don't know if she was surprised he was a guy or that he was older. Because she's just kind of like, oh, you well, weren't what I expected. I, I Because she spoke to him on the phone in, right in the scene with the dummy. He answered the phone yeah. and she offered him the job. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, okay. So she had to have known it was a man or at least that, like, it was a woman with a deep voice. Okay, so. So, so yeah, it must, so, must have been an, an, an age thing, I guess. Yeah. Wow, so she age-shamed him. Yeah. So it was a weird he, thing for him because he his character is the one that justified it. He's like, oh, you must like, uh, you know, you must be surprised somebody my age doing this. And like, I never would have thought that if a no. if an older home health care nurse showed up, I'd probably feel like, oh, they're probably doing a retirement because it's not a full time gig. That totally makes sense. I would have even considered that. Wow. Only young people are nurses. Right. So, so then. um so then the mom kind of gives him a little history of like, you know, yes, because he was like, oh, what a great house. And she's like, I love Victorian houses. And then we find out that that's what she does as a job is like she takes old buildings and renovates them. And one of her buildings is St. Agatha's, which plays mm-hmm. in later. Oh, I didn't make the connection of the building that she was turning into a rec center. I didn't I didn't make that connection until you said that just now. Yeah, that's, that's the hospital he was in. Yeah. yeah. So, so then Alex meets Chris, Eric, Chris. He's very, I wrote here, he's Chris, He's very charming, actually. Charm, again, charming and creepy at the mm. same time because he's like, you know, really like calming Alex's nerves, but he's like holding her hand as he's talking to her with both of his hands and then right. isn't letting go. It just lingers. Right. Yeah, he, he gets very close to her. He's leering. He always, and he's oftentimes he's saying things like, hmm. Uh, you know right <laughs> mm. and, and even she gets creeped down she's like uh, you can let go of my hand now yeah. and then he's like oh I'm just taking your pulse yeah so then so then her mom so then they tell him they tell 
Kristen's story about, wow, yeah, someone called 911, you know, some good Samaritan called 911. And he was then like, oh, you've got a guardian angel looking after you. So then we, you know. Or someone who's living in the attic looking through the, the air conditioner slats. Right. Or, or a very gentle and caring CPR dummy. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so, so then, um, you know, we see they're talking about the jewelry box. It's broken. We find out that her dead dad gave it to her. Again, heart-shaped and, jewelry box. Hitting us over right. the head with the symbolism here in the movie. Right. And so then Eric tells her, well, or Chris tells her, well, just because something is broken doesn't mean that it should be disregarded. And I was like, oh, he's talking about mental illness. Mm-hmm. Don't so then, get stuck in. So then Maggie, <laughs> so then Maggie sees the neighbor, like the very friendly neighbor. Frank, yeah. Yeah. What was up with Frank? Frank was in this very little, and yet he seemed, I don't know. Frank Did also, he, I don't know if you yeah. noticed the photo that we saw that the dad was in. Frank looked a lot like the dad. Yes. Yes. Hmm. So, so maybe they got him out of extras holding and it was, and we're like, hey, listen, <laughs> take this picture and then we'll bump you up as well. Yeah. Let's just change, fix your hair a little bit so you look different. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but, Upgrade. but then we play into another lifetime trope because Maggie goes to say hi to Frank and ask him, Hey, did you see anybody go into the house when my daughter, you know, when my daughter fainted and then she notices a big gigantic camera on the front of his house. Mm -hmm. So I was like, here, yay, lifetime. There you go. Fit that camera into the, <laughs> fit that trope in somewhere. They must like Ring or ADP or like one of these, you know, security services must advertise on Lifetime like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Product placement. Yeah. So so then she asks um Maggie asks Frank, "Oh, so Frank, how much like how long does the footage like how how long does the footage last on your phone? I mean, on your on your camera. So then we we cut back to um, Chris, and he's putting a GPS tracker in Alex's phone. It's a pacemaker app, right? Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> so he can, he's he not can, being sneaky. She's aware of this. Yeah, it's right. it's uh, it's a, a thing where you can you know check the status of her heart, but also it has GPS in case like they need to find her if something happens. Right. Well, this is a plot from Days of Our Lives <laughs> because on Days of Our Lives, Gabby she hated Julie. And so Julie had heart surgery. And so Gabby wanted to get revenge on Julie. So Gabby had something put into Julie's pacemaker where she could like control the pacemaker from her cell phone. So if Julie would say something bitchy to her, she would like speed it up on her cell phone. So Julie would feel like she was having a heart attack. So one time Gabby was hooking up with, with um, someone on the couch mm-hmm. and the phone like fell in, behind like fell into the folds of the couch and so julie just starts having like a heart attack and then gabby remembers oh shit and takes the cell phone out of the couch so it happened well, well. this is they you know they have uh, vibrators that you can control via bluetooth i'm sure like they that. do oh yeah yeah 
I, I've read. I'm sure they do. You've oh, read that? yeah, I, I've read that somewhere online. So, so then, so then, um, <laughs> Eric, I, I thought this was going to turn into a creepy scene, but it didn't. <laughs> no, well, it's like, <laughs> the only scene that isn't. Well, I guess. How, how, I was, was, go how was this further. scene not creepy? <laughs> well, was this I the breather it, where it wasn't creepy? And I, 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 I thought it was going to go into different territory than it. Because he's like, let me check your incision. Yeah. And I thought, uh-oh. Yeah, where's that and, incision? Yeah, and so, like, he peels back the, the band. You know, her incision what? is, like, on her mm-hmm. upper chest. So, right. like, he peels back the Band-Aid and is, like, checking out her scar. And, like, the Band-Aid is, like, exposing her a little bit. It was creepy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just about everything he did was. She said she was, she was a freak. I'm going to be a freak. Oh, no, no, it'll heal. Would you like some tea? Oh, so then he sees the flowers that he stole and put in her room. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, how lovely. Look at those flowers. Who gave you those flowers? And and so then um, Maggie's across the street with Frank looking at footage. They don't see anything, which is odd, because you you would think that they saw someone... Going into the house. No. So then, so then Frank is like, well, maybe someone went through the back. Um, and so then he's make so Eric is making lunch, and then hot Scott, Alex's boyfriend, shows up. Right. And Chris, when, Eric, is pissed. Because Scott you, is if, there. If, if you were the mother, wouldn't you just assume that the daughter may have had like a friend over and she just wasn't telling you? That's what I would assume. Mm. Well, but you would assume no? that she had the boyfriend over. Like in right. a case, something like that, you would assume that it was the boyfriend, but then the boyfriend was like, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Well, and it wasn't yeah. like it was like late at night either. It was, you know, it was like normal hours that it wouldn't be, she wouldn't get in trouble for having Scott over. I think in that, in, under the circumstances, they would mess up to it if he had been there. Yeah. And especially since it looked like the mom and Scott actually had a good relationship. Yeah. You know, and didn't they wait? And they assumed that it was Scott until he said it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. They assumed it was him. Yeah. So, so then Eric is pissed that Scott is there. And so he's making tea and biscuits. Yeah. He he put a lot of effort into this. Yeah. And, and he was like Martha Stewart in that kitchen. Right. And so then, um, so then um, Alex goes to Eric. She thinks Eric. She thinks Scott got her the flowers. So she's like, "Oh, Scott, thanks for the flowers." Mm-hmm. And Scott's like any other dude. He's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you're welcome." He takes, <laughs> he takes the credit. And Eric is pissed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and he butters under his breath, "You're a liar!" And then he grabs the knife and he slits Scott's throat. And then um, Alex is watching him do this, and then she just looks up at him, and he and she smiles at Chris. And then we realize it was a hallucination. Yeah, yeah, we were on to that. Yeah, but I kind of enjoyed those hallucinations. Oh though. yeah, they were completely sure. well. <laughs> it's good to see what's going on in his mind. 
So, so then the funny um, thing is, is anytime you would have a moment like that, I'm like, this is insane. And it is not the most crazy thing that is happening in this movie. Like it, it was, it was like, no. a, it was a dose of crazy to keep the movie moving, but, uh, not even nearly crazy enough as the movie itself. I think he should have continued to live in the attic while this is all going on. Like right. he'd be like, well, I have to go home for the day and then walk out and hide behind the bush and then sneak up and go back in the attic why not i mean he was well we'll get to it later but he was dumb enough and left something there that he could have taken with him to chris's house where he's setting up camp now (laughs) right so so then so then he starts snooping so he's annoyed that scott's there but he goes and he starts snooping and he finds like their medical insurance information and he finds a set of keys and the and it was the set of keys to St. Agatha's to the hospital. Oh, see, I didn't do, do that math either. That totally makes sense. Okay. So then Eric goes back to the old hospital, and he finds the old operating room, and then he starts having a hallucination that the hospital is full. And it's a working hospital. And then there's a woman like dressed like promising young woman in the nurse outfit. Like like <laughs> total like stereotypical slutty nurse right. co- costume. Like the Halloween costume, slutty nurse costume. Exactly. It was like the Halloween hospital. Yeah. Not a real hospital. And so this next part, now that we know that it's a series. So because he's approached by this doctor And the doctor, like, initially starts talking to him about taking him to electroshock therapy. And then the the doctor starts laughing and going, I'm not real either. I'm wondering if that doctor was in another one of the earlier movies. Probably. Mm. And I wonder if that hospital was, like, when it was fully functioning, I wonder if that was featured in one of the other movies, too. Maybe we don't know where he escaped from because it, the 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 hospital he was in that burned down, it couldn't have been super close to where these people lived because they were all having to look it up online that that hospital even burned down. Like they, they eventually find out that detail and look into it, and it didn't seem like anyone knew. Oh yeah, I heard about that in the news. Like it was all like new information to them. Ah, uh, okay. So then Eric is looking at the, he has the flash drive and it turns out that it's all like blood matches. Cause she had type AB blood, right? Mm-hmm. So, it, so it was all the people with type AB blood who matched her. And he's talking and he's talking to the dummy as he um, is doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a real connection. Yeah. This is his Wilson. Yeah. This is his Wilson the Volleyball. (laughs) Or is that, what was that movie with Ryan Gosling where he was like dating the sex doll or whatever? It's called uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Yeah. 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 So then, so then he finds a match. Her name is Gail Matthews. Mm -hmm. And then he turns to the dummy and the dummy turns into Alex. (laughs) It starts talking to him. Yeah. (laughs) and and so then what eric does is he sets up he finds her dating profile and so then he sets up a profile for himself and he messages her and says i'm gonna take her heart and this automatically works what's weird is he says 
he says to the dummy, oh, uh, you know, he says, a woman this this age would never work out for me. The woman on the dating profile is 35. I'm like, wait, she's too old for him? Is that what he's saying? I think I so, because from this movie and apparently in the other movies, he likes him young. Right? Yeah. Alex was, what, like 16, 17? Probably 16, 17, yeah. So, so then... He's. We're back at the house. He startles Maggie, the mom. Alex is in the shower. He walks into the shower while she's showering. Mm-hmm. And then he starts hallucinating again. And she's like, oh, thank you for helping me. Well, and also and like, you just see like a silhouette of her hand from, you know, behind the glass sort of waving yeah, him in. Her. Yeah. And then she kisses. She turns to the to the glass and kisses it. Yeah, they kiss each other through the glass. Yeah, it's weird. So so then um, then we so then the next scene, Eric is on the date with Gail, and so Gail is not like her profile. <laughs> Gail, I thought was a good match for him. Actually, I mean, <laughs> behavior wise. She's very crass. Yeah. She's burping. She's doing shots. And and then she's and and she's like she wants him and she's not afraid to tell him. Mm-mm. So then we cut to Alex and Alex is sneaking out of the house. And um then we cut back to because Gail is like, let's go, you know, let's go home now. And he's like, well, let's go to my place. So they're walking into they're walking into his place, which is really the dead Chris's place. Yeah. And she's like, uh, Gail's like, oh, wow, this is more feminine than I expected. And then she sees the dummy, and so Gail's thinking the dummy is going to join them in sex. Yeah, like the, this this moment was so amazing because she she sees the dummy, and we the audience are like, oh, she's she's gonna die like in this moment. She she's gonna freak out about like why the hell do you have this dummy? But instead, she's like, "Yep, all in." Right? Yeah. This one was up for anything. It's kind of weird because it, it's almost like the Eric Roberts character was like maybe maybe 40 like a 40 year old character just played by somebody who's 60 and they just never made any adjustments because people because even like the the girls like oh you have a date tonight wouldn't she be more like oh are you you seeing your grandkids tonight <laughs> right you know <laughs> well she i think she asked about the date because she saw his phone and she saw the messages coming from the dating app yeah yeah um oh so then um he so then scott we cut back to the house and scott comes over and then we cut back to chris's house and he's like mixing drinks and gail is turning on the music and he starts taking off her clothes and then she's into it and then she's it. It starts turning into the sexy scene with a belt. And then she lifts up her shirt, and he sees handcuffs. And he's like, "Hey, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing with handcuffs?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm a detective." And he's like, "Okay, hold the phone. We're not doing this." Did you kind of see the, the expression on his face? Was kind of like, "Oh shit." 
Yeah. Not to yeah. sex with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> I can't rip her heart out of her chest and yeah. put it in the cooler. Yeah. So, I got so, out of it, though. But then the phone starts, his phone starts beeping. And it, it was the tracker for Alex. And then we see Alex and Scott. And they the reason they snuck out was because they went to a party. But Scott was actually trying to talk her out of it. And she's like, no, Scott, come on, let's do this. And so him being the boyfriend was just like, okay. But it was totally her. Yeah. And this is important later. Because it was totally her idea. And Scott was like saying, no, you shouldn't do this. And she decided to go. And so Scott was like, okay, I'll just go with it. Basically, probably to look out for her. Well, yeah, and he even says that later. Yeah. So... They go to a part. They go to the party, and then meanwhile, uh, Chris at home is telling Gail, "Okay, you gotta go because I have a patient. That's why my phone is acting like this." And so then, Chris tracks her to the party, and then he calls her mom. And so then Maggie shows up at the party. And so first she starts yelling at Scott, right? And it's like, wait, no, no, no. It was her idea, not Scott's idea. She's yelling at Scott. She's yelling at, at, at like, everyone's at no, this party. Me. She's like, you're all so irresponsible. And it's like, no, wait a, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We were just having a party, minding our own business, and your happy-ass daughter showed up. Yeah. Don't yell at us. Some party. Next, it's like it's like no, it's not no, it's not their fault. Yell at your daughter, not them. Everybody left. Like whose house was it? Because everyone's like, okay, everyone's like, okay, Alex is a drag. Her mom's a drag. Let's just go. And I'm sure the person throwing the party was livid because she's like, you bitch, you ruined my party. Yeah. So so then. They take Alex home. Well, wait, they're still there. Oh. Oh, wait, so then Chris like, shows up. And, and no, he doesn't show up at the party. Well, he's lurking outside the party. But he's watching all this unfold, and he's, like, trying to figure out a way to calm Alex down. So he calls the mob, and he's basically, like, Cyranoing the phone call, like, telling her what to say to, to Alex to calm her down. Like, just tell her everything's going to be okay. <laughs> As he's, like, yeah, watching the her. monitor go down. Get her some water. Get her some cold water. So <laughs> so then they take Alex home. Alex is pissed at Chris. Um, I'm confused when you say Chris. Eric. Yes. Eric, Eric, oh, it's Eric as Albert as Chris. Right. Yeah. So then she explains, which was a good explanation, I thought, that the reason that she went to the party was because She's afraid that she might die, and she just wanted to live, you know, lead a normal life like her dad did. Yeah, she didn't doesn't want to die the way her dad did. I see dead people. Right. So then, so then the mom. So yeah. So then everybody gets talked down. So then the next day, Alex is doing her homework. Well, she's pissed at Eric Roberts for yeah. ratting her out. As well, she should be. Um, cause she's like, she's like, I have to have a pacemaker. I've been humiliated in high school and it's your fault. You narc. So, so then Eric brings her a gift. 
And it's a new heart jewelry box that looks exactly like the old one. Mm-hmm. And then um, he gave her Maggie, a new heart. You see what happened there? Gave her a new heart. heart. Right. Uh, so meanwhile, Maggie is still trying to figure out who called 911, and she's not letting it go. Mm-hmm. So, so then Maggie ends up talking to 911. And the woman at 911 is like, well, I'm actually the one that took the call. How meta is that? 911 calls you. Right. And she's like, I was the one that took the call. It, it was a man. And the call came from your daughter's phone. <laughs> I probably told this before, but I have a friend who uh, worked for 911. And someone, someone wanted to call her one time, just talk to her. And they called 911. May I speak to Jackie? Did she talk to him? <laughs> I think it was a problem when they did that. Speak to Jack. Yeah, speak to Jackie. Did Jackie get written up? <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, obviously it's not the way to go about things. Oh, and then the dispatcher said that the man who called had medical knowledge. Mm-hmm. No, I thought he didn't, though. I thought he No, remember, he, he started sure to didn't. and then stopped himself. So she's probably oh. like, hey, that seemed weird that he knew that in, in uh, intricate medical term and then uh, suddenly didn't know it. Hmm. Yeah. So then, meanwhile, Eric is lining up another heart, like another victim, <laughs> so he could kill, so he could take their heart. We thought it was rare, but apparently it's a dime a dozen. So he starts hallucinating again. And then he goes to therapy. <laughs> and the therapist went to the park ranger acting school. Well, the therapist, oh, no. so this, it's a psychiatrist who is the next victim. Right. Yeah, he, he's got the, the heart and the blood type. Like Eric Roberts and, ma- made this appointment not to cure his weird hallucinations, but because he's like, oh, this is the next one. We're going to get him. And they have a very angry therapy session. Oh, yeah. That's not possible. This trail's been closed for eight years. It's extremely dangerous. And that's basically what the therapist sounded like. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he had a pretty big part in this movie, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He had a decent amount to do. He was in more than one scene. Yeah, he was in a night scene. Yeah. Do you think this was someone's friend? That's commitment. I think it was maybe a thinner pool of talent shooting in Atlanta uh, versus LA. Okay. <laughs> so, so the therapist, um, Oh, so then Eric ends up hitting the therapist in the head. Yeah. Because the guy, well, they have a whole conversation. Like he's having, are you having dark thoughts? And Eric Roberts, Oh yes. Very dark thoughts. I'm thinking of killing people. He should have just came out and said it. Yes. I'm going to kill you to get your heart. You know, right. it was just, you know, instead of this, coded discussion it was so weird too because you know you know that eric roberts is going to like try to kill this guy that's obvious from the start of the scene what i thought was so stupid though was the doctor mid like in the middle of realizing this patient needs some like real help he the doctor gets up to adjust his diploma on the wall because he noticed it was crooked right right he couldn't read that university of Phoenix. Like uh, he couldn't have waited till after this very clearly mentally ill patient has left the room to do that. He's like, you know, right now is the perfect time for me to turn my back to this guy. Right. If anything, we we could diagnose him with OCD. The guy's got can't can't keep a picture slightly crooked for a second. 
So then Eric hits him in the head. He puts him in the trunk. Meanwhile, Maggie is going up to the attic. And when she goes to the attic, she finds Eric's prison jumpsuit. Mm Mm-hmm. From the institution. And it had the name of the institute's mental hospital (laughs) spray painted on the back of the outfit. Yeah, Yeah, talk about heavy handed. It's like it's everything that it is is written on there. It should have said, This is a uniform from the mental hospital hospital prison. This patient used to be a doctor, poses as other people. You are in grave danger. Why are you still reading this? Wait, why did he leave this jumpsuit in the attic when he's not living in the house anymore? Turn over for more. Parenthesis, more information on the socks. (laughs) It's like like memento, but on a uniform. (laughs) So then we see Eric... And he's filling up an ice chest. And then um, he goes outside because the doctor is still in the trunk. But no, the doctor wasn't in the trunk. The doctor, like, escaped. And so instead of, you know, doing what a smart person would do, i.e. call the police, he starts yelling at – he starts yelling at Eric, and he has, like, a, a, a metal stick or something. Right. Before we before the psychiatrist even broke out of the car, they showed something really brief that's probably worth noting that the the uh, Gail, the the detective slash his date. Yeah, she's like outside, like lurking at his house, but not there like on a police stakeout because she knows he's a bad guy. She's like stalking him because she's horny for him. Yeah. I have no idea what was going on there because that's what I thought. I thought she was a cop because we knew she was a cop. Maybe this was a case she was actually on, but she was stalking him because she was horny. I think so. Yeah, yeah because I forget exactly what happened in that moment, but she just kind of like got frustrated and went away. So she wasn't sitting there like, I should keep an eye on this guy for police reasons. It was like, I want to keep an eye on him. I want to know what's going on with him. Right. Wow. The, uh, yeah. This is, he's got it like that. Well, you know, they say that crazy people are supposedly fantastic in bed. Les, what are you doing? Oh, I'm plugging in a light. Oh. (laughs) Because it's getting dark. I I, like hear all this noise in the background and I see Les like kind of bent over out of the shot. I didn't know what was going on. It's plugging in a light. This light that Les has on, it looks like. Close Encounters of the Third Kind, <laughs> this thing. Yeah, but like the, uh, the uh, UFO is descending down. We're, we're watching a J.J. Abrams movie right now, and we're getting the lens flare. Right. Yeah. So, but they say that crazy people are supposedly really good and bad. Well, that, ex- that I feel like that explains her and Eric Roberts' character. Right, because she's nuts. Oh, sh- yeah, full, that- full stop, yeah. So so then, um, so the guy starts yelling at him like, "I get it, you're Bart. gonna go to jail." Eric Roberts jump, r- runs out. He comes out. The first thing he's like, "Buddy, where are you going?" <laughs> right. <laughs> that I think might have been my favorite character trait of Eric Roberts <laughs> in this movie is that any time, like any other character in a in a Lifetime movie, if the plan was going awry, there would be a little sense of panic. Eric Roberts' character, because he like 
by design wasn't mentally well was would embrace it be like hey it's just how it's happening right now okay right it's probably a very healthy attitude right it was really actually is. his heartbeat's not up maybe so, we're so, the crazy ones maybe so, so the guy's like yelling at me like, that means we're good in bed I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you arrested. And the guy's yelling at him, and all of a sudden, he gets hit by a truck. Yeah, I guess he was doing this in the middle of the street. That's the truck. The truck didn't see him in the middle of the street. I guess That's... he gets hit by a back truck. But. What was so amazing about this is, like, you know this character's going to die. You think it's going to be at the hands of Eric Roberts, and then it's not. It's it's because of this truck. Truck kept on driving. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the truck, this. like, hit this guy. It just kept on like, kept going. Like, I know that truck is big, but they would know if they hit a person. And they'd probably be a little freaked out about it. But, nope, this truck driver just kept on going. And wasn't yeah. Eric like, well, I guess that, that heart's no good. He's got a deadline. Because <laughs> Eric's like, oh, well. Because I got to find another heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. He does say something like mm-hmm. that. He goes, well, that heart's not going to work. So, so then Maggie, meanwhile, is doing her you know, research. She finds out about the asylum fire. And she has the outfit in her purse. But this is the part that annoyed me, though, because she has the outfit in her purse. Eric shows up, and you could tell she was a little suspicious. Yeah. Because he asked her, well, what is that? And she's like, oh, nothing. And you could tell that she was suspicious, but she left him alone with her daughter. Yeah, she asked him a couple probing questions. He kind of uh, sidesteps and doesn't really answer. And then she's like, all right, well, have fun. I'm leaving now. Yeah. It's because of that. I wasn't completely sure that she even was suspicious of him. Like maybe she thought it was somebody else. Was she really suspicious of him? I I don't know. The line of questioning in that scene made sure made it seem like she was suspicious of him. And then especially when he's like, well, what? It's in the bag, and then she's like, "Oh, nothing." Yeah, because you're so like, she's huh. like, "Oh, nothing," mm-hmm. and was acting kind of shifty about it. Right. So, um, so then, so so Scott and Alex are up in her bedroom, and they're looking at the jewelry box. And Scott's like, "You know, Alex, don't you think that's weird that he bought that for you?" And then, then he's telling, then Scott's telling Alex, you know, I'd give you my heart, you know, because we are the same blood type. Uh-uh. And Eric is listening to this whole thing. And so then. What's this, what's this blood type that's so rare? Did they ever, did they ever, is that yeah, what they said, AB? Uh-huh. I think I don't think it's so rare that like nobody has the blood type. I think it's it's more rare than other blood types, so probably harder to find a, a match when an organ becomes available because an organ normally mm-hmm. becomes available because somebody has died, not because yeah. <laughs> Eric Roberts is right, going to right. take the organ from you while you're still alive. Well, you hope you have, you have Eric Roberts working for you. This says less than uh, this is from the Red Cross blood. Uh, Less than 4% of the U.S. population have AB-positive blood. AB-positive blood type is known as the universal recipient because AB-positive patients can receive red blood cells from all blood types. 
So oh. in other words, so in other words, it's actually more common. <laughs> Right. Or or well, more compatible. Rare, it's more compatible. Universal recipient. So Eric Roberts didn't know what he was doing. He actually wasn't a good wasn't a good doctor, I guess, according to what what I'm uh, reading right here. So so um, so Eric makes some poison tea, <laughs> and, and then you say that so calmly. Isn't that a problem? Aren't you shocked by someone make poison? Well, at this point in the movie, no, I, I wasn't. I feel like less could le, like the way you said that. You could go into any place that serves tea, and on the menu they'll have like a a lemongrass and a chamomile, and you'll be like, "Oh, how is your poison tea? Is it good?" <laughs> well, at this point, I'd see you know. A woman knocked down the stairs. A guy hit by a Mack truck. We just like the we, we just like the way you said it. It was very it was very eloquent for poison tea. <laughs> so this next part was kind of funny. It was kind of weird at first, but then I realized this guy was supposed to be like sixteen or seventeen. So this is probably something a sixteen or seventeen year old would ask because. Uh, because Eric goes and gives him the tea, and then Scott's like, do you have a girlfriend? And at first I thought that was a weird conversation, but then I'm like, ah, you know what? A 16-year-old probably would ask him something like that. I, I took it that he was asking that, trying to find out was Eric Roberts trying to be creepy with his girlfriend or not. Right. And then Eric came up with a good answer, and so then he was like, oh, okay. It's not a Spanish name. He came up with like a, like a, like a mm-hmm. Spanish name, yeah. So then Scott drinks the tea. Scott passes out. Alex is flipped out, you know, because he, you know, her boyfriend just fainted in front of her. And then Eric comes out, and then Eric is like, well, you know, Alex, Scott is actually sedated. And then he gives he gives the villain monologue that they you know I was mm-hmm. I, I found you and I saved you and I'm going to help you and da 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 da. The cat is out of the bag. Right. So then Alex picks up a trophy and hits him with it, mm-hmm. but he's unfazed. He growls at one point, like he's running away. Yeah, he, he growl. Yeah, he did. He totally growled at her. <laughs> <laughs> He totally growled at her. Do you think that his sister like has to watch these movies? Like, he's like, "Come on, you have to be supportive." She's like, "All right." So she's like, Look, I can't. so so like in, in the Roberts family, you know, when when you've got like an actor friend that's doing does. a show, yeah. and you don't really want to see it. Like, do you think that Eric invites like Julia and Emma over? Right, and he's like, "Guys, we're we're gonna watch the movie." I think they do. And the thing is, he makes, he has like 25, like look at the IMDb. He's got about 25 movies coming out in 2021. And she's like, look, I can't, I don't know. His daughter probably has to watch more than his sister does, but you know, Julia has got to be like, look, I can't watch them all, but I got to at least, I got to, this is her talking to her friend. Look, I got to at least watch this one on Lifetime. I got to at least watch this one. I got to watch this one this year. And then she probably called Emma, you know, Emma, I got to watch one of your father's movie. Can't, I, I don't want to do this. I like, got to do it. You want to come? Watch it. Get out of the way. Go for yeah. pizza after. Let's just pretend. Look, we know what's going to happen. We could just tell him we saw it. Right. <laughs> and, and then, um, <laughs> so, so then she starts having a heart attack. That's what she has to then. deal with. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm back. 
<laughs> Wait, do we just AB positive is the the blood type we're dealing with? It's AB positive. That's there, that's my blood type. You're, you, that's your blood type. That's my blood type. I just oh, looked it up. Out. Well, you bought out. You're a universal <laughs> recipient. Eric Roberts might kill you for your heart. Uh, oh, I just thought about something, Kurt. Yeah. So what if like so Eric and Julia like get in this argument, and he's like, "Well, I can watch your movies." And she's like, oh, well, gee, Aaron Brockovich, pretty woman. <laughs> yeah, just sit through that shitty Mother's Day, though, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Steel, mag- Steel Magnolias. That's delightful. It, Who's it, worth more? I did look up there, these people's networks. Her. her <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, probably, yeah. It's got to be true. I think yeah. even yeah, his daughter is probably worth more. Oh, I don't know about that. I think I, I looked this up. I think, I think he was $8 million and she's like over over hundred. She would be. She's more. He's been in more movies, <laughs> but she was the movie star of the nineties when they were paying people very well. Yeah. Put it put it this way. He's been in more movies. She picked better. Yes. Well, she was. A, she like I said. She was the. She's. She's a unicorn. She was like you know the movie star of that that era. But we. All, I also read that Eric Roberts is. F- Icor, so which means he's not. I he's saw in the, that. <laughs> he's in I the saw U- that. This is what people do, like on a certain level. Like I wouldn't even do this at the level yeah. I'm on. Can Can we explain <laughs> to the listening uh, yeah, audience it, what Icor is? It, it, it means financial core, and basically, if you're in the the acting union, the uh, SAG-AFTRA, um, and let's say you're you're just not booking a lot of work, you can't really you know pay your bills, you can't pay benefits. You could basically basically go to the union and be like, "Look, I'm not getting any union work. I need to take non-union stuff. Like I will, I'll basically I'll forego my union benefits. I'll continue to pay my my dues each year while I'm in this state. Uh, or no, not even pay dues. You you no, basically you freeze do. your membership." And then, like, if you ever want to do a union thing, then you just pay your past dues and you get caught up. But I hear that it's not easy once you do it. It's not easy to get back in. They don't make it easy for you. It's kind of a weird thing to do. It's like you do it, like, uh, the kind of acting work. Like, I haven't, I have not been auditioning in a while, but sometimes there's, like, stuff available where you're in, like, reenactment. Uh, stuff like for Discovery Channel, and that stuff is n- non-union, right? So, someone like myself, if I was out seeking every acting uh, job I could possibly get, I might go. F- I might want to go five course so I could get work like that. But I don't think oh. that's that's worth it. And like for me, for example, because I'm union, but instead of going FICOR, you know, I do like our stage work in those festivals and all that stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, I'd rather do that. As and keep my union status than to go FICOR. Yeah, me too. Because I'm not in equity, but I'm in SAG-AFTRA. Because I've I've heard it's truly once you do it, I hear it's totally difficult. It seems so odd for someone at his level because let's say like let's for argument's sake say that he's uh, hurting financially and needs to take like every job that comes his way. There's certainly jobs and things he could do for money that wouldn't require him changing his union status back and forth yeah like there's, the, the, there's like cameo the cameo stuff that he does like yeah. he can make money off of that he could do commercials <laughs> like he he's in enough movies 
where he should be commanding enough of a salary that he should be able to pay off any debts that he might have. And like this lifetime movie's got to be sag. I don't. No, I read this sure. on Wikipedia. This this information on Wikipedia, so maybe it's not true. Well, he was in no, like Doctor no. Strange. Like he's still doing like major projects too. Right. And I don't know why he needs the money. Like he he works like a dog. He hasn't he hasn't been through a divorce. He has like one daughter, and she's grown. She's making her own money. I don't know what's going on there. I guess he just loves to work. So he works like all the time. Well, didn't know. you say he does things for like staging of houses? Yeah, like real stuff? estate yeah. videos and stuff. Student films. He does like short films. He does films. student films? He apparently does like student films. And like, he does, because he, he's, well, some of his credits are short films. Right. And he does, he just, he does like everything. Well. He might yeah, just be one of those guys stuff. that just really, really, really likes to keep working. Like a Jay Leno or something that. like that. Yeah, that's he just works and works and works. Yeah, I mean, well, good for um, him. I mean, I don't know. Looks, it's a good thing to do. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I'd like to do that. I think he's my. He might be my new uh, role model as an actor. Like well, act. no, because see, I like getting movies. screeners. I like getting screeners. Well, he doesn't. Yeah, you don't get screeners if you're if you're I core. You don't get screeners. Right. So sure. I like the screeners. <laughs> I'm sure that Emma and Julia will loan him theirs. True. That's true. Imagine that's your reality. You're like, you think like Julia Roberts, she's got this like glamorous life, but you know, that's a big part of her life. Like my brother's Ficor now. I gotta go go with the screeners. (laughs) I gotta watch this stupid lifetime movie. This is like part of her life. (laughs) You know, it is. It's just like the rest of us. You know, you got these family things you got to deal with. That's what she's dealing with. Oh, right. oh no! Oh no! I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this video. Screeners. I gotta watch this video on demand. What you can't afford it, Julia? Yeah, I don't want to watch it. That's the you know. You hear these conversations going on every day in that house. And, and the way that the tables turn, because remember, like Eric had a career before Julia did. Right. Yeah. 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 The guy Danny Motor is not her husband. He has to, he has to hear all this. And, oh, right. God. Probably never Did ends. He- <laughs> then he starts. He start. He starts bugging her because you know how now, like the screeners, some of them you get like links. He starts bugging her for the password. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. My name is stamped in it. <laughs> well, it's Roberts, right? Maybe, it just says Roberts. Maybe that's why Eric Roberts works in so many projects. He's like, I don't need the screeners. I was probably in that movie. I'm not sure if I was. Right. <laughs> Right. Am I in any of the screeners this year, Julie? I didn't get any of them. No, no, no. None of your movies were. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's nonstop over there. I feel bad for these people now. Do not. All right. Anyway. So anyway, Alex is having a heart attack. No, I don't. These people have a lot of money. Alex, okay. Alex is Alex is having a heart attack, and then meanwhile, Maggie goes to the police station, and the woman who she goes to, the detective, is Gail. Yes. Gail's a confusing funny. character. Gail's so pretty they, hot, too. And then Gail looked good because on the date, like, Gail looked hot in her pictures. Mm-hmm. But on the yeah. date, she didn't look all that great. Oh, I but thought she looked hot. Scene, when she was at work, when she was at work, she looked hotter when she was at work than when she was on the date. Looks hot in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... So, but I never could figure it out. Like, was she... At first, I thought she was on... She was kind of trailing him, like 
he was her case or no, no. and, and we re- we realize in the in the very next scene here that that she <laughs> was not trailing him she wasn't on this case because she and yeah. um and and the mom maggie are looking through the photos of the inmates that escaped and they show like all these like kind of wackadoodle looking people like deliberately made up that way for the photos and they're going through photo 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 up pops eric roberts photo and both of them are in the frame and they both both their jaws are like what the fuck it was the funniest thing yeah she even said it. Oh well, yeah, that's right. They said, well, bleeped, how do you know her? How do you know him? They they bleeped. <laughs> they bleeped. Uh, Al or what's her name? Uh, Gail. Gail. They they bleeped yeah, yeah. Gail. Go. What the fuck? <laughs> it's so funny. I have okay. So to be honest, I have I have expected Kurt's picture to pop up because I Kurt's picture has popped up yeah. in scenes like that before. I have, yeah. They, 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 you got like a hundred bucks or something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's an there's an episode of Madam Secretary where I show up. I'm like somebody's son or something like that. It was up to something. Were you ever a were you ever a, a dead body on Law and Order? Was I dead? No, I never got to play. I never, I've never played a dead body. Now, weren't you on one? Weren't you on like was it SVU or something where it was like priests and it was like yeah, and, and you were like one of the pictures of one of the victims. Yeah, yeah, and they use my like, high school picture. They use my high school yearbook picture on the show. And it's funny because it's like you see picture and it's like, wait a minute, that's Kurt. Yeah, but I was actually <laughs> on that one. I actually walk in a room, and then later in the episode, you see my high school yearbook picture up at the squad room. <laughs> yeah, I've done some stuff like that. So I kind of have expected. I was like, I have expected you to pop up on those pictures. Yeah, I'd be good. I I could have a wacky looking face. <laughs> We should we we honestly should start reaching out to producers of Lifetime movies saying that like we want to be used in like a mug shot or like a dead person shot, uh, just like use our photos and we'll promote the, the movie on our show. Yeah, oh sure, I'll be oh, a yeah, dead get body. A, get a little cash for that though. Yeah, yeah, dead body. I've been up for dead body. I've been close. <laughs> <laughs> but I, did not get, I did not get the dead body. They're always like, they, 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 you know, in the email they, they send like you have to be you have to be comfortable with staying still. We may have you know makeup on you. Sometimes you have to be partially clothed. Are you okay with that? I was like, yeah, sure. Well, that's easy money. Not do that. You have to lay there with makeup on. Mm-hmm. Gee, that's... yeah, I, I've I've said yes, but death memorize any lines? No, any lines or anything? Nothing. No. You're, you know, you're dead once they already start filming. <laughs> oh, okay. So then they go to the abandoned hospital. Gail and Maggie go to the ab- abandoned hospital. Wasn't now, there another cop with them, though? Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> before, they, before they go over to the hospital, they're still at the police station, and Gail is passing out lead vests like it's a sinking boat and they're passing out life vests. Like, like these cops wouldn't have had some sort of room where they kept all their equipment and they would have had their own uh, bulletproof vest. She's just passing them out like, oh yeah, you guys, like, everyone, get it, take a vest, you get a vest, you get a vest. And she's just flinging them out to people. She's a woman scorned. <laughs> Not messing around. She's been waiting for this moment. Uh, so, so, so then they go to the hospital and then meanwhile, the cops, like, show up at uh, the house. I wonder why, um, now, as a surgeon, 
if you're going to perform an operation, would you go to an abandoned burnout hospital? Is that really going to have the power and the resources that you need to perform this surgery? Well, he thought that it was a, he thought the hospital was a, like a fully functional hospital. Yeah, he just, oh. he wanted a place where it was going to have some of the things he might need, like the the operating table, maybe like, like they seemingly abandoned this hospital yeah. and left behind some old like scalpels and things. And then there's just like random things like, uh, like, um, uh, trays, like food trays just laying on the floor. Like right. they, they abandoned this place at like all, almost while it was still up and running. Yeah. All right. So then, so then we see that Eric, so he has Alex in one bed and he has Scott in the other bed. And so he is going to take Scott's heart and give it to Alex. But yeah. then Alex ends up like, now why did Eric leave the room? Oh, because he uh, uh, realized that the scalpel was all rusty and he wanted to get a better one, I think. Right. So, so, so he leaves the room. Alex like unties herself. She gets Scott. Scott's still drugged. So Scott's like barely coherent. And, and he's, he's like a pretty muscular guy. Yeah, he's like a football player size build. So she's having trouble like moving him too. Yeah. And so so she's trying to run with him and he's like groggy. And then um, Eric Scott, says, uh, Eric Roberts says, I'm your doctor. We, we have an appointment. I'm doing this for you. <laughs> and then... Um, but then meanwhile, Maggie is like hiding out, right? Well, no, wait, we, first we, uh, d didn't we cut to the house or, or was this at the hospital where uh, Maggie and, and Gail find the doll wearing Alex's clothes? Oh, yeah, that's right. They, yeah, they find <laughs> the doll wearing Alex's clothes. <laughs> oh, this movie. He's a mess, a mess. <laughs> Okay, so they're in the hospital. So then Maggie at first is hiding out, and then Maggie hits him in the head with what, like a tray? It looked like a tray or something. Yeah, it's like a cafeteria tray. Yeah. So, but a real sturdy like, one. She hit him in the head, and then um, he was kind of like, whatever. Like he was kind of unfazed by it. Mm -hmm. And then um, you know he's like, I can save her. And then Gail shows up, and Gail's pissed. You know, and so Gail, like I said, Gail is the woman scorned, and she has her gun. And he says, when he sees her, he goes, "Gail, hi, sexy." It's <laughs> really like off. Yeah. And the mom, the look on Maggie's face when she realizes that Gail and and Crazy know each other, she's got this right. look of like, "The fuck is going on here?" What have I got myself into? <laughs> like, how had that not come up at the police station when they both saw his photo? <laughs> so, so then Gail and um. Gail and Eric fight over the gun. They go off frame. We hear a gunshot. The cops show up, and it turns out that Gail was the one that got shot. Mm -hmm. But she wasn't dead. She was in critical condition. Like, they called an ambulance, and she was hurt, but she was not dead. 
I thought that was now very meta when when the officer that called it in said, "I need an ambulance at St. Agatha's Hospital." <laughs> now this this next part was just amazing. A disgrace to our healthcare system. It was fantastic. So Alex is getting ready for surgery and she's given well her, for, we, you know, we should set up the like it it seems like it this is a lifetime movie and like the coda where they they jump ahead in time right mm-hmm. right so they've jumped ahead in time she's like getting her surgery you know she's getting ready for her surgery she's given her anesthesia you know how, like, when you have anesthesia, things get a little wonky, and sometimes you hallucinate. Mm-hmm. So she has her anesthesia. She's going under. She sees Eric, and he's her doctor. And she's, like, going, no, 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 it's him, it's him. But then they give her more anesthesia, because he's, he's, like, give her more anesthesia. So they give her more anesthesia, and so then she goes under, and, and 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 oh, and then they showed laying next to her. They showed Gail as the other person who she was going to get her heart. It was Gail. Oh, I didn't see that. But that makes yeah, sense because we know she's yeah, a match. It was Gail. As am I. That makes sense. So, um, so then she she goes under. She wakes up. The surgery is done. Uh, Maggie and Scott are in the room and she's like, oh my God, he did it. He did, he gave me the surgery and, and Maggie's like, oh no, you just had a bad dream. It was just the anesthesia. You're fine. You're good. And then the doctor walks in and goes, um, we found the real doctor tied up in the bathroom. Bound and gagged. Yeah. Bound and gagged. So Eric but did do the surgery. Everybody the in that way. room is calm. Is the the calmest people you'd ever see. The doctor's so calm they just found the other doctor bound and gag. Another some stranger did surgery in their hospital. Like, oh, okay. The, the way he fra- the way he framed it. If there was anything to freak out about, that's it. The that's way it. he framed it, he's like, so the <laughs> surgery went better than expected. It was great, but. And then tell, like, why the <laughs> fuck didn't they have the police there in this moment dealing with this catastrophe? Right. No reason to have a malpractice lawsuit. It, apparently it went well for whoever did it for you. <laughs> and then even, but then even Alex is like, oh, well, he said he was going to take care of me. Yeah. And then, and then Maggie's like, uh, yeah, like he's, you know, he's, he's gone now. It's fine. Like she basically said like, ah, I don't think he's coming back now. And poor Gail. Gail got her heart cut out. She has Gail's heart. Wow. Gail wasn't even dead. She's a perfect woman now for her forever's. <laughs> Well, that's a that's a how, disgrace to our healthcare system. The, the, I'll tell the, you what, he she shouldn't get charged for that for that surgery. No, that's a freebie. Yeah, but also like, so not only did this doctor get bound and gagged, and they didn't find this doctor bound and gagged in a public restroom for several mm-hmm. hours, seemingly. Right. 
Not only did that happen in this hospital, how did the fucking nurses that were in that surgery as well not notice this isn't the normal doctor? Who's this guy? Right. Right. <laughs> right. And, I yeah, said scalpel. Ask questions. That hospital should be by the time they were done getting sued. That hospital should be called Alex Memorial Hospital. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, everyone's like, oh yeah. well, oh well. At least well, it's done. <laughs> yeah, didn't the anesthesiologist ask any uh, wonder what was going on? Who's this yeah, stranger? I'm working. See, <laughs> is he from out of town? Is this, is there an exchange program going on? Because the thing is, whenever I've had surgery where I've had to be put under, the doctor and the anesthesiologist know each other. They work yeah, together. Yeah, absolutely. They know each yeah. other. And if you're like the scrub nurse, you're going to know the doctor before you go into that room. Right. So is it impossible for this to happen? Because this actually really scares me. <laughs> yes. It's okay, absolutely good. impossible for this to happen. <laughs> oh, God, I'm staying out of that hospital. Right. Yeah, I love the fact that none of them were horrified. I just picture the bill, you know, it, it detailing like every single part of this hospital visit. And then at the bottom, there's like a 10% oopsie credit. Right. Damn. The surgeon has paid a fortune, too. Yeah, That's do. the real surprise. He did this for free. Yeah. Right. For free. Really? For Cost free? He like sought, he wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, then we he's cut. just like the real Eric Roberts. He likes to work. Yeah. So, so then we cut to. Do you um, think uh, Eric Roberts actually performed a surgery? <laughs> like did, multitasking yeah. Yeah, on the set of the downtime, you know, I was going to go to craft services, but uh, I decided to do a surgery instead. You, you never know. <laughs> so, so, so then, so then, and we're not even done yet. No. So, so, so then we cut to like a, a trucker's. Like a, what do you call it? Like a rest stop. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they were. And it didn't even seem like a rest stop. It seemed like a, uh, like a, a, a parking, no, like a parking lot for uh, truckers. Yeah. Yes. So. So then we, so then Eric is at this parking lot and then, so then we see two Eric's. But one's like a Jimmy Buffett kind of yeah. Eric. He's got a Hawaiian shirt and a margarita. Yeah. He was a total parrot head. <laughs> He's literally and holding a margarita the whole time. And he's telling jokes. <laughs> he, was a baby boomer. he was a retired baby boomer who's taking more social security. I want to watch a road movie with these two Eric Roberts. I, I would watch that 24-7. I bet it's on the way. And he's telling, he's telling the other Eric Roberts, oh, lighten up. And, and then Eric Roberts is like, where were, he was going to California or something, right? Or he was... He didn't, didn't know. He, he just he wanted to go wherever because he gets... He basically hitchhikes with this trucker that's there who looks at him and says something weird about, uh, hey, it's kind of weird you're traveling without baggage, but hey, whatever, get it. You look go nice. <laughs> like, yeah. comments on the fact that this you you seem suspicious. Get right into my my enclosed tractor trailer and let's drive. Where are you headed? And he's like, "We're anywhere. I need a fresh start." Like it, yeah, some yeah. rando asks you for a ride and is like, "I need to get away from this place." You run, dumbass. And, and then he even said, "He even said I don't usually let people in the car, but but today I have bad judgment." But then remember, there weren't there wasn't one Eric Roberts. Both Eric Roberts were in the car. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I think second Eric Roberts is a figment of the imagination of original Eric Roberts. Right. So then, the, so then they start to drive away, and the guy says something, and Eric is like, "Oh, well, I'll give you a lobotomy at the next stop." No, Jimmy Buffett Eric Roberts said that to regular Eric Roberts. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he Jimmy Buffett. Uh, ask him. Ask yeah. him if he has any teenage daughters. Yeah. And the real Eric Roberts is getting annoyed with him. He's like, "Shut up." So I think I think I might get my wish. I think we might get the road movie as the next in the series. Okay, I need to go back immediately and Google these movies. And so what is what is what's stalked the by called? my doctor? <clears throat> stalked by my doctor. Stalked by my doctor. I am in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm hooked. Same. Line and sinker. Like you, like all the people that were trying to get me to watch Tiger King last year. Fuck no. Fuck no. Watch no, this. This is way more bonkers. And here's the thing: if this is the fifth one, you know the first one's even more bonkers. They, well, they may have started more subdued. Certainly, you know, how, like the wrong movies weren't so wackadoodle, and then they they just they they just they go all in now. Right. So now, is he in all of them? Yeah, he's the doctor. He's the doctor. Wow. Yeah. Oh no, I, I think it starts out fairly. It's got to start out somewhat more normal. Like he's a he's a real doctor in the beginning. I think he is. I think what I read was that he he the, it starts out where he is a practicing doctor. Yeah. Wow, this is like the Saw movies. <laughs> now he's just like this rogue presence. Uh, I watched some of uh, Eric Roberts's cameo videos. He does cameo for ninety dollars, and he's like ninety dollars. Wait, ninety what? Ninety dollars? I think it's ninety dollars. Okay. Yeah, and he says um, okay. he does this one. He goes, "Congratulations, you lowered your call handling time for American Express. I'm so proud of you." And- <laughs> That's what he says. And he goes, you know, that really helps me out, too, because I'm an actor and, you know, I play different roles. And if I ever have to play the role of someone working for American Express, I know I know what to do now. Wow. If you you want to know where Eric Roberts is ad libbing, it's in those cameos. He's not sticking to the script. I bet that's ninety dollars well spent. I don't bet it. I know it. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is. I never thought I would see the day where Killer Contractor would be knocked out of the top spot. Yeah. And Killer Contractor is still very amazing in many ways. This is just so wild that you cannot deny it. Yes. (laughs) Because literally, as I was watching the movie, I was like, what the fuck is happening? What is going on? Because well, he's so casual too. Like he's hey. just always like, yeah, he's just walking around the house and the floors creaking away. And Eric Roberts is as casual in this movie as Les is ordering poison tea. Yeah, right. Get, get some tea. tea. Would, you like, would you like some tea? It's just he's just seems to just seems to be having a good time, you know. A very a very relaxed actor he, that Eric Roberts. Like genuinely, he seemed like he was having a blast <laughs> in this movie. That's, yeah. How long do you think it took them to shoot? Oh, eight days. Two weeks. This is less days. than two. The, these TV movies, especially uh, like the Lifetime and Hallmark ones, are like an eight day shoot. Because you know how, because yeah. you know how we say in the wrong movies, basically yeah. he probably shows up for like a day. And shoots all of his scenes in a day. Yeah. So I get well. 
Yeah, that's the thing. He couldn't. It couldn't have been too long because he has to get back on. He has to work on these other movies. He has twenty five movies. He can't spend like four weeks on one he movie. He could probably do them simultaneously at times. Right. He's like, I got a student film at NYU to do. Yeah. I gotta go. Exactly. Do my cameo video. And then he's on the phone with uh, Julia, and he's like, Oh, well, I gotta go do my cameo videos. And she's right. like, Yeah. He's, like, I know you don't have to do this. Well, let's listen. <laughs> he's like, listen, there's a staging of a house. I gotta go. Like, I know Julia. You, you, you know, Julia, you ought to do these these cameo videos. I'm I'm not. I, I don't have to do that. I, look, I I don't I don't, I don't want I don't want Eric Roberts to leave this earth anytime soon. But when yeah. that time comes, I want to find out posthumously that the dude was unbelievably wealthy and we we like we're joking about it but like he was just like making dollar after dollar and just banking it away right like he just loved to work yeah we're, like we're right gonna now. find out that, that he was a- actually worth like 500 million dollars and nobody knew it eight million it says he's worth eight well, eight million that, that might not be right. oh uh and julia roberts is worth 250 million well there you go there you go. Yeah, there's a big difference. Well, I, I watched just I watched an interview with him. He did like this is like less less than a year ago. And he's talking about how Julia talks to his wife a lot. Like there, Julia's more in contact with his wife. Uh-huh. And then and then they said, well, and the person interviewing said, I heard of Julia's selling her house in Los Angeles. And he goes, well, if I had that house, I wouldn't sell it. But that's all. That's <laughs> funny. He's like Michael Caine. Yeah. Like Michael Caine, you're worth eight million. That's pretty good. That's the, yeah, no, that's good. pretty good. Not compared to two hundred fifty million, but eight eight million. Yeah, that's that's, not that's good stuff. Eight actually no, sounds no. low. I bet he's got more than that. Like yeah. real estate alone, it would be eight million. If you own yeah, like one or two I don't houses. know. Like, like yeah, I, I thought he would be worth a little bit more, also. But if he's doing non-union work, I don't know what he's getting from that. That's true. That's true. But then again, I wonder with he's kind of high up on the lifetime rung of actors, though. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I would think he has a quote and he whenever they hire him for one of these little indie films, these like horror films, he gets a certain amount. Maybe he gets right. double scale or something like that. And again, right. he's in like a Marvel movie. He's in like legit stuff no, that he's, he's at. He's, he's in, in Doctor movie? Strange. He's not in a Marvel movie. He's in Doctor Strange. He's in Doctor Strange. It says it, and I saw it online today, and I was like, I had no idea too. But apparently, with, with, or maybe it, is it the one coming out? Covered? Let me look it up. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Let me look. He it wasn't. Up. He wasn't in that. I saw that movie. No, but there's a new one coming out. Um, He's in the new Doctor Strange movie. I didn't say anything about that. Are we sure about that? Let's confirm um, that. Maybe Doctor Strange Love. <laughs> no, he's not in Doctor Strange Love. Are you? Oh no, Strange. He's I, in the Dark Knight, but that was some years yeah. ago. No, that's still not shabby. Movie. Let's see. No, he's been in a couple. He's been in some big movies that's, over the years. Everyone. That, that, that was my larger point. I might be wrong about the Doctor Strange, but I thought he's I read that. It. But he's definitely been in some like pretty major movies. He has. Yeah, he has. All right. But oh, now he's see. in skin traffic. He's not in Doctor Strange. I, I confirm that. Okay. 
Um, he was a Dark Knight. He was nominated for an Oscar uh, many years ago for Runaway Train. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Right. That was a long time ago. Okay, this is very exciting. Uh, people listening to us Google. Yes. Well, they don't have to do it if we do it. We're doing the work that they don't have to do. Fair. I'm looking on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. What let's did you find? See. Wow. He, what, his highest rate. Okay, let's see. Um, boop, 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 boop. Highest, his highest rated movies. Yeah, he was in The Dark Knight. 94%. Mm-hmm. It's in Pope of Greenwich Village. Yeah, well, Runway that was early. Yeah, Ronnie Chan. Yeah. Star eighty. These are old. Star eighty. Yeah, that was that was a while. Let's look at let's look at his IMDb. <laughs> we're okay. gonna if we're looking this. through Eric Roberts' IMDb, we're gonna be here for fifty more minutes. Okay, here we go. Fifty more minutes. It's a hundred. No, it's six hundred uh, credits. He's got. Right. He does. That's what I read. Six hundred oh. credits. Okay, here we go. Eric Anthony Roberts. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, we will be here all day. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It's just I, it's, I, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, Eric. I believe. I wait. Oh, well, let's see. His oh, his trademark is a gravelly, smoke burnished voice. <laughs> Les, where can people find you? You can find me <laughs> on Facebook at Kirkendall Barrett Presentations, and Kirkendall is K-U-R-K-E-N-D-A-A-L, <laughs> or you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall. Jason. Please, uh, if you love us talking about Eric Roberts for five million hours and you love this show, give us five stars on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. You can find uh, all of us on Instagram at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Les is the Eric Roberts of podcasts. And when I say that, I mean he is ubiquitous. Um, I am KurtFitzpatrick.com, and that's what I've got. It's Kurt with a K. Yes. And yes, you can find me if you like podcasts. I have a soap opera podcast called Less Love Soaps, and I have a podcast called The Reality Reading Rainbow, where I read books written by reality stars. I also do interviews. This week, I am interviewing Larry from Bravo by Gays. And, oh, look at this article here. How Eric Roberts went big, crashed hard, and became the hardest working man in that's, Hollywood. That's a vanity fair. Yeah, so I'm going to, like, yeah. sign off so I can read this article. <laughs> yeah, I want to read it. I read it, but I read it a couple years ago. I want to read it again. I want to revisit yeah. that. Because now I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm, I am, I've always liked him, but after this movie, I am a fan. Super fan. Anywho, until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.